placement. You don't have to worry about the storms of life coming to knock you down. We about to go down, not up. Let's go! I need all my basement dwellers to report downstairs. It's safer in the basement. God brings the high places low. Don't go up. Come down. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Tim Ross. I'm so grateful that uh, you all are rocking with us and that you are here today. Shout out to my basement dwellers. That, that's like a whole... It's like a whole thing that's catching on right now is, is the basement dwellers. I think it, like that's a sticky thing. So salute to all my basement dwellers. Um, up top, I want to shout out Tome. That's our sponsor. I hope you have downloaded the app. I hope that you are deepening your relationship with Jesus by learning more uh, about his word, about the Bible uh, that we read. Loads of instructors, incredible content, and a devotion to having people uh, deepen their knowledge of the word of God. So uh, download Tone, bring it in your home, get it popping. It's all good. Listen, today I am so hyped. We have had uh, some incredible uh, interviews and I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about every single one of them. Like there's not one interview that I'm like, I mean, I guess if we have to, like, like every single interview is like, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And so today uh, my guest is Cami Robledo. So close. <laughs> Robledo. There you go. Yay! I have to slow, slow down. down. Robledo. Yes. See, Cami Robledo. Robledo. There you go. There he goes. <laughs> it's the second time I got to get it. Yeah. Cami, you're my guest today. Hello. You filled out that Google Doc form. I did at like almost midnight. At just. <laughs> You're like, after you were done with everything else, yep. you were like, let me just go ahead I mean, and I fill this out. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm literally bored what I and I'm not asleep. Yeah. Let me see what's popping. Legit. So um, I, I want to know what made you fill it out. Yeah. And um, and I just want to know some things about you. And then I want to go wherever you want to go. Yeah, let's do it. Like, this is, this is a very, this is water. Yeah. I think Bruce Lee would be proud of us if he was watching a podcast. Be water. <laughs> Water just flows. Oh, wow. That's it gets to be strength. It is power. <laughs> Bruce Lee's my wow. guy. Wow, I was about to say. I you actually really have that down. I actually studied Jeet Kune Do in my oh. early 20s. Oh, wow. Um, not enough that I could, you know, um, like win an MMA match. Yeah. But the average semi-drunk person. Yes. I could take them. Okay, cool. Yeah. I couldn't, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd it's really good. Help. It's really good. So, yeah. so tell me what 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 prompted you to fill out the yeah. form and then, yeah, awesome. So I filled it out. So I have watched all the episodes that have released so far. Thank every you. Every single one of them. Oh, thank you so oh, much. Oh yes, I have loved them so much, and thank I you. like discussed them with my brother-in-law Stephen. I literally <laughs> were just like, so did you watch this episode? And like we just literally have our minds blown about it. Wow. And so I follow Hector, and I've known him for a few years now with Gateway Students. Yeah. Um and just being involved in different church events and stuff like that. Yeah. And so when he posted um, that like they were taking applications to fill out the sheet or whatever, yeah. I was like, it was late one night and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm not doing anything on Tuesday because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a quick turnaround one. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Like, yeah. why not? They're not gonna pick me. 
<laughs> that's what I thought. And so You're I, yeah, I was like, well, what are okay. the odds? And I DM him, like I fill it out. And then I was like, I may or may have not filled this out. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and he was like, hey, doing it for my homies. Like, I'm going to put you in the top. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what happened. And it was just because I had been watching uh, the podcast and I've known of you and like just listened to your messages for a lot of years now. Yeah. And so um, I just really look up to you. And I was like, I would love Aww. to just sit and talk to him. Like, you're just the real deal. And I've been in church my whole life and yep, yep, yep. it's few that you can find that are the real deal and so i was like i'd love to sit and chat oh with him oh my gosh and yeah oh thank you so yeah. much that's so, very kind yeah, of course. like when i when honestly they can tell you i don't like they are the ones that kind of curate and vet and like who who are we gonna have on and please i just want everybody to know like a lot of people have filled out the uh uh form from that, that live out of state, no, we're, we're coming for you. Mm. I promise you we're coming for you. Um, but we had to start in DFW Metroflex. Metroflex. Metro oh, that might be a, that might <laughs> hey. be a, like a swaggy term that we start using, you Metro know what Flex. I'm saying? Oh, you live in the Metroplex, but I live in the Metroflex, you know what oh, I'm saying? That is very nice. Little subtle <laughs> Metroflex. Okay, um, and, and so I don't know. Like, you know, I really yeah. don't know the context until we sit down. I want it that way because I want to be, I want to be curious. Yeah. Like I want to be, I want to be surprised. And um, so that, thank you. That's very kind. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, tell me about you. Like, where are you from? Like, yeah. how old are you? If you don't mind. That no, of course. Yeah, so I'm yeah, 21. Yeah. 21. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Gen uh, yes. Z. Yep. Yes. And so I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. Miami. So 305 till I die. 305 <laughs> till you die. <laughs> yep. Wade County. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, of course. Wade County, of course. For sure. Miami Heat. Yeah. Wade Miami County. Heat. Let's oh, was, go. Yes. That's great. Uh-huh. And so uh, raised there. Both my parents were pastors when I was born. So raised in the church, um, in a very Hispanic church, Spanish-speaking church only. So I only went to Spanish-speaking church from when I was born to when I was like 17. Gloria a um, Dios. Amen. Fuego del Espíritu Santo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Espíritu Santo. Yeah. Sopla en mí. Oh, amen. Espirit oh, Espíritu come on. Santo. So plan uh, me. Amen. Amen. And so uh, first song I first song I learned in Spanish. Really? Yeah. So pla uh, in me. Yes. So pla in me. Yes. Espiritu uh, Santo. Yes. So pla in me. Ayer ya pasó. Te necesito hoy. Oh, come on. Espiritu Santo. So pla in me. Praise him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um raised in the Hispanic church mm -hmm. and yeah, was just blessed with amazing parents that yeah. were pastors and all the stuff and then when I was 17, moved to Dallas yep. um, to just obeying the Lord. I didn't know why I was coming. Um, and so- You moved before your parents did? No, I moved with my parents. Okay, got you, got you, got you. They were gonna move here and okay. they were like, can you move with us? And I was a junior in high school and I was like, no, I wanna finish high school, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna live with my siblings. My sister's 11 years older than I am, my brother's five. Yep. So I was like, they could be my legal guardians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> and so, <laughs> no, that was not gonna work out. And so oh um, my, my parents came out to Dallas for like two weeks to scope the area, everything. And I was so ready to like be an adult and live on my own with my siblings and all this stuff. And I just started having like random panic attacks that I never had before. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't have peace. So I was just started praying like, Lord, I want, I need peace, I need peace. My mom came back from the trip and she asked me one more time, in Spanish, I will do it in English. She was like, Cammy, like, please, I'm just gonna ask you one more time. Like, are you willing? I remember we were parked in a CVS parking lot. I remember the spot. And she was like, would you please move with us? Like, I can't leave three of my kids. Oh. And in that moment, yeah. 
I felt the Holy Spirit say like, you've been praying for peace. Dallas is your peace. Mm. And I was like, oh, mm. okay. Mm. And, and that you was were 17. I was 17. Man, I'm loving um, yeah. teenagers hearing from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so that was a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Friday was my birthday so or Saturday was my birthday. And I was like, I'm going to celebrate my birthday. Like having to say bye to everyone. Yeah. And so Wednesday I decided. Junior year. Yeah, junior year. And I was captain of the varsity soccer team. I was <gasps> in choir. I was a worship leader at my church. I was like involved in absolutely anything. I was in a really like high academic group in my school. And I was just set on what I wanted to do. And the Lord was like, nope, another turn. And so two months later I was on a plane and I moved to Dallas and wow. graduated a year early from high school because of the move. And then, um, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, slow down. How did you graduate a year early because of the move? So I was in like a really intense academic program in Florida that I took a lot of classes that I would graduate with like as a junior in college. So I did like two years of college in high school. So when I moved to Dallas, they were like, you only need like three credits to graduate and you're a junior. And so you can do them. Uh, and graduate unless you want to do a whole other year for three credits and I was like I hate school here I just want to <laughs> I just want to graduate so I did night school I did online school I did school in person and then I did a summer class and I graduated early so I wouldn't have to keep doing school I, no I girl I graduated um I my senior year um I graduated uh in three months oh wow I was like and we're done yeah they gave me the opportunity opportunity like go on your own pace and i was like bye bye so no good kudos to you yeah, yeah for sure so um at that point i knew i wanted to go to school here in dallas and so i worked the whole summer started college go to bible school um and so that's what i've been doing for i graduate in december so almost almost done with my degree yeah what, what, what did you get your degree in uh it's called a bachelor's of worship leadership Oh, that's very specific. Yeah, so music, theology, yeah. leadership, all the things. You sing. Yes. Yes, yeah. I love it. And I'm a drummer. And a drummer? Yeah. Drum, drums is my first instrument. What? And I started singing, like, I didn't start singing until I was, like, 14. But I started playing the drums when I was eight. Yeah, <laughs> the girl got rhythm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is dope. Oh, yeah. Like, Sheila E vibes? Yeah, sure. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Do you even know who Sheila E is? No, I'm just saying, oh yeah, sure, going on with it. I just exposed like, the yeah, Gen sure. Z. Yep. I just exposed I just exposed the Gen Z. I was Z-er. like, just go with it, Kenny. Sh- just go with it. Sheila E uh-huh. is one of the most inc- look her up. Sheila yeah. E is one of the most incredible drummers and percussionists okay. ever. I have to look Male or female. That's incredible. Am I lying? Anybody that knows Sheila E knows, okay? And and <laughs> and, and she's suspending. Okay. So we love that. Beast mode. We stand. Yes. You're, 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 you're going to be hype when you, when you look her up. Oh, I'm so excited to That's look dope. her up. That's dope. Yeah. Cami, what are we talking about today? What you, oh what, my gosh. what's on your heart? What's on your mind? What, what are we, what's, what's, what's in, what's in the mind of a 20 year old, uh, girl that loves Jesus from Miami, moved here off of a word from God, yeah. um, set to graduate and step into the world yeah what's what's i'm 47 yeah so i i'm in a completely different world Mm. um uh, i've navigated a completely different world yeah i've seen the world evolve in ways that are delightful Mm. and despicable yeah right um and you carry you learn to carry the tension of that yeah What, what are you what are you seeing? What are you exposed yeah. to? What's, what, 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 
what's in your what's in your world i'm yeah. very curious um yeah i think there's a lot going on in my world and in the world yeah, and yeah, yeah. In a gen zers world and um to be honest we're in the basement so we're gonna be honest oh um <laughs> if we were not yes exactly i'd, uh, I'd throw these cameras oh down the flip stairs. the tables yeah, all yeah, of yeah, it. yeah yeah um this summer has been like the hardest summer of my life really um yeah it's just like it's been really difficult and so i moved to spain in the beginning of the summer to be a missionary espana espana barcelona so i was going to be a missionary there for three months and when i got there i started having panic attacks and anxiety like every single day and i was like okay i'm adjusting like the first week oh, i'm adjusting second week i'm adjusting third week i'm adjusting uh five weeks in i pulled the trigger and came back home wow uh because it was i wasn't functioning i wasn't eating i was barely sleeping like i couldn't do what i was there for and i felt really defeated very disappointed because i felt like the lord had told me to go and i was just like oh very disappointed not only in the turnout but in god mm. and i was like lord like you did this mm. in my head i was like y you told me to go mm -hmm. why why am i not like why is this not panning out you know so I came back uh, with a lot of questions. And I look back now at when I came back and I was like, oh, these are questions that my whole generation is facing. Like, God, are you even good? Like, can I even trust your voice? Um, can I even hear you? You know, um, all these questions. And I was just battling all this. And I got back home, anxiety kind of went away. And two weeks later, it hit worse than it was in Spain. Um, I was throwing up. I like couldn't eat again. I lost like 15 pounds <laughs> and it was like crippling literally every day. Like I look back and every day was just like, how did I even make it? Like it was just crying on the couch. Like Jesus, please just get me through today. Um, and so I feel like I'm, I'm starting to be on the other side of that and getting back up on my feet. And the Lord has been so kind and just showing himself in all of it. And a lot of the questions I had aren't being answered by answers, but by just God being God and being faithful and showing up. And I guess that it's allowed me to see what Gen Z has been going through. Anxiety, depression, um, just all these mental health issues and living in the tension as a Christian of God, I know you can heal me, but also what in my life do I have to get rid of to depend on you more? And like this balance of, yes, I need to like be healed in the name of Jesus, but also sometimes healing doesn't look like it just disappears. Sometimes healing looks like, I'm gonna go to therapy and sometimes healing looks like I'm gonna <laughs> and sometimes healing looks like you know what I'm gonna get rid of everything that isn't of you any idol anything that I'm leaning on that isn't of him and trust him with everything and I guess I'm learning that and I'm seeing that in our generation I was at a conference this summer and just when the room was asked about mental health about depression anxiety so many hands were raised yeah. And it's just, it breaks my heart and I, cause I know what it is yeah. and I wouldn't have before yeah. my testimony would have been, I'm praying for you. But now my testimony is, I understand, yeah, like sure. I've been there. Yeah. And so that's what I'm walking through right now. And navigating that as a Gen Zer is like, oh wow, it's not just mental health, but it's how does now, how do I view God like this? Like, how does it change my view of God? How does it purify my view of God? And that's what I've been walking through right now. And a lot of other things and just like, enduring suffering too yeah, yeah. and how that's biblical yeah and how sometimes we run away from that yeah and it's just been a very interesting summer of facing god like face to face with the nasty the ugly the crying the tears the shaking the all the things and 
just being stripped back and giving things up and just seeking holiness and righteousness because i think a lot of at least for me um i was leaning a lot on a lot of things and involved in a lot of things that i wouldn't say are like this horrible thing but it wasn't holy and it wasn't righteous and so it was like okay lord let me step back and let me just give it all to you let me not be so tolerant to things in my life and in the people around me that are opening doors for who knows what and so it's just balancing all of that and that's kind of where i'm at and love to talk to you about it i know you're a big fan of therapy uh and so yeah that's that's kind of <laughs> yeah so, no this yeah. first of all thank you for the gift of your vulnerability um thank you for even trusting me and us yeah um the the whole basement dwelling yeah. crew um with something so sensitive um it, it sounds like in the midst of all of that stuff your relationship with god got deeper yeah it did so um let me tell you the first thing like like i heard everything you said obviously but like after you told me about spain and coming back and how you felt about god in it um the first thing i heard in my heart was it was the teabag test mm. and um the holy spirit um uh, gave me this revelation about the tea bag like years and years ago, yeah. right? And I used to be a rapper, so hey. <laughs> sometimes he gives me stuff in rhyme, like literally. That's awesome. Because I'm like, oh, thank you, because you already know how my cadence is. Yeah. So the revelation is you're never going to know what you got or not until you put it in a pot that's boiling hot. Mm. Repeat that one. Yeah. You're never going to know what you got or not until you put it in a pot that's boiling hot. Let's let that marinate, <laughs> like you say. Okay. So um, if if I were to hold up a tea bag right now, mm -hmm. you would be hard-pressed to tell me the contents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just a tea bag. We know that there's something in there. Yeah. We don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But as soon as you immerse it in that hot water, whatever is on the inside mm -hmm. starts seeping out. Yep. And that's where we find out if this is Earl Grey, <laughs> if this is chamomile, <laughs> yeah. right? If this is some type of raspberry, yeah. you know, elderberry mix of leaves or whatever. Um. And Cami, it sounds like Spain was your teapot. Yeah. Mm. And you didn't know what was in you. And you were never going to know what was in you. Yeah. Until you went to Spain. Yeah. And what you saw come out was anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And these fears and these things that you didn't know. And I think for all of us, when we when that stuff is revealed, first of all, we don't want to see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, put it back. Right, right, right. <laughs> put it back. <laughs> and then secondly, you must have tricked me. That one was the hard one. <laughs> That's the hardest one. 
this is your fault. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like first of all, this is ugly that I'm seeing me. Yeah. And it sounds like you're the one brought it out. So yep. I don't like you no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I don't really, I don't, really, I ain't, don't be doing this yeah. to me. And I'm telling you, like, the teabag test is like, I'm telling you now, that's not the last pot you'll ever be no. immersed into. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you when it's going to happen again. Oh, yeah. But at least you'll be conscious now of like, oh. They're, they're, listen, people have had teabag tests with their kids. Yeah. They've had it on their jobs. They've had it in, you know, going on a missions trip, moving to a different state, you yeah. know, getting into certain relationships, um, signing certain business deals. Like yeah. teabag tests pops up all the time, but you, you, you literally won't know what's in you mm. until you're in certain situations. Mm, yeah. The old, the age old adage, never say never. Yeah. Is, is, I wish it was in the Bible. <laughs> I wish it was in Proverbs. You know what I mean? They could have just, just added, put it in there. Yeah. Just, just added an extra verse to like, you know, chapter five or six or seven. Yep. You know, but, but there, there is, there, there are, um, by design, you you gotta get put into some stuff, yeah, to see what comes out of you, yeah. Cause if you don't know, you don't grow, yeah. So what what has it been like since all of that? Like what what are you finding? What are you discovering? What are, like what is the yeah? What are the takeaways? Oh. Uh, so many. I think that um, the biggest one is um, kind of understanding, or not even understanding, because I I tell my family I'm like I know nothing anymore. Like <laughs> I'm at a place I know nothing. That pot will do it. Yep, exactly. I promise you, whatever I'm you like, thought you knew. Yep, I'm like you me, don't know no more. Nope. I have been humbled. Mm -hmm. Like my theology degree humbled. Like it don't matter no more. <laughs> and so um what I've learned truly is like the difference and I have a hard time saying this because I don't want to sound like a self-righteous person and I don't want to sound like this super religious person because I ran away from that like being that person when I was younger. But I think that it's given me this like utmost respect for holiness and for like seeking holiness in all areas. Um, and having boundaries for that. I think that I was very boundaryless with a lot of things. And I'm not saying my anxiety or not my anxiety came from that, yep. but it didn't help. You know, it didn't help um, in a lot of ways. Wow. Um, and so I think of the love of God and people are like, it's unconditional, like all the stuff, which it is, but there are also boundaries within that. And I'm learning those. I think I've, I overstepped a little and it was like a gentle father, like, Hey, don't touch that. You're going to get burned. Hey, don't touch that. You're going to get burned. Hey, don't touch that. You're going to get burned. Okay. Touch it. Just touch it. <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and I love that you did sound effects. Oh, of course. That, that, There's that, no other way. <laughs> you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Thank That's you. dope. That's dope. And so I think that in the process of, going to therapy, talking to the people around me, my pastors, all this stuff. I'm so realizing. you are going to therapy? Yeah. Boy, I was there yesterday. Hey. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. And so I've, that's one of the things I'm learning the most. Like, yeah. oh, this may be for some people, but I'm set apart. 
And I think that with Gen Z, that's a hard thing too. So, so you're saying some things that like are like incredibly refreshing to me and like really delightful for me to hear someone from your generation say, um, uh, I, I, I want to start with the, um, the holiness and the reverence. Yeah. Um, and I want to encourage you. I just want to submit this to you. Yeah. Never apologize for using biblical language. Mm. Like, like I, there's so many people that are like, I don't want to sound deep. I don't want to sound religious. Yeah. But, and then they say something like that's biblical. <laughs> you see? It's in the Bible. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's so true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, sorry, give scripture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry for being a disciple of Jesus Christ, but <laughs> I so pick true. up my cross daily and I die to my flesh. Yeah. Hey. Like, why would you apologize? Say it louder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Say that with your chest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I want you to, I just want to submit to you that you don't have to apologize or give disclaimers. Mm, thank you. For using biblical language, mm. right? Like we, holiness is a thing. Yeah. It Consecration is a thing. Yeah. Us being set apart to him is a thing. What, yeah. what, makes us, what makes us holy is not our own righteousness or our own works. Yeah. It's the fact that we have been set apart by him. And because we've been set apart by him, we act in a manner that is completely antithetical yeah. to someone who hasn't been set apart by him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's my submission. Thank you. I um, receive it. The second thing is, yay you on the revelation of boundaries. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'll never generalize a generation. I hate it when they tried to generalize, uh, generalize Gen X. I won't yeah. general. I've never generalized millennials for like they're lazy and they're self rate. They're so entitled. Yeah. And I've never I'm never going to generalize Gen Z or alphas after you yeah. or every generation is different. And um, God has a plan and the enemy has a plan and those yep. plans collide with each other and they fight right for the souls in the interests and the hearts of men and women. Um, but boundaries is a, is, is a recurring theme mm -hmm. with Gen Z. Yeah. Um, uh, and, 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 and some millennials as well, but with Gen Z, it's like the boundaries is a real thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't need the boundaries. I'm fluid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm it's why have lines? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Lines are uncomfortable. We don't need lines we we know and i'm like lines keep you safe literally if you don't have boundaries why do you lock your doors like you, you, if you don't have boundaries why do you have a fence in your yard you know what i mean yeah. if you don't have boundaries why do you have clothes on yeah if you don't have boundaries why do you have skin oh that's a good one boundaries were created by god yeah. <laughs> right yeah if we don't respect boundaries it'd be a tsunami every day Facts. the ocean wouldn't stay put <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so boundaries are important yeah. to god they're important to us and dang i think i'm just i'm blown away that uh on the other side of the teabag test you 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 got a revelation you were never going to get in Bible college. Yeah. It sounds like you paid full price for that. Yeah. 
So, man, that's just, I'm, thank you. You're welcome. Yo, that feels, that feels really good. So let, <laughs> let, let's talk about therapy. Yeah. What, what, what have you, what, what have you discovered in therapy? How long have you been going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've done therapy a few times, a few different times in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started probably two years ago. I did like my first sessions, mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't gone really consistently because yeah. it was more for like spikes of things. Right, so right, right. Understood. Just like consultations. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, this time around, I'm, I've been going consistently for a month now. Great. Um, which has been great. Yeah. And I realized personally mm -hmm. that a lot of the fear I've been struggling with is because I felt like. I was just always going to be disappointed um, because Spain was a big disappointment. Mm. And so I was like, I can't look forward to anything anymore because oh if that gosh. was a disappointment, imagine graduating college and trying to work in ministry. Imagine trying to get married. Imagine all this stuff. Like I'm just going to be disappointed because like if God told me to do it and I got disappointed, why would I do it again? Like, and my therapist was like, it sounds like the underlying theme here is disappointment. And I was like, yeah. And so that's what I'm kind of walking through now. Yeah. Um, reading a great book by Lisa Turkhurst about disappointment yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, how to just sit with God in it. Yeah. He's big enough yeah, to take for sure. it. Yeah. And yeah, that's what therapy has been the last couple of weeks. So, so um, based on what you just said, um, and I'm not your therapist. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've just been in therapy for 24 years. So stuff Come just on. lights up for me. Um, Spain was traumatizing. Oh, yeah. That wasn't just like a, I went, it didn't work out, I came back, and I reset. That was like a deeply traumatizing experience. Yeah. It was. What, what, was it in Spain or when you got back that you could put language to it? Definitely when I got back. Yeah. And with my therapist, I was talking to her about the trip. Let's slow down. Yep. <laughs> because based on what you just said there, <laughs> you did not arrive at this conclusion by yourself. I did not. And I probably couldn't have. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was sitting with my therapist and telling her about the whole trip. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hold up. This doesn't seem like just a regular trip you put a lot of representation into this trip. Mm. This trip for me was adulting because mm. I hadn't lived on my own. Mm. I was going to live alone in Europe. Mm. This trip for me was future ministry. That's what mm. my ministry is going to look like one day. Mm. This trip for me was like independence. Mm. You know, I'm going to be on my own. So it was the representation of what the trip was um, that made the wound even deeper. Well, 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 it, it you, you I'm listing three disappointments yeah. that are separate from each other, yes. just in what you just named, mm -hmm. right? It's not like the trip to Spain was disappointing, yeah. right? Like I was disappointed. My independence was disappointed, yep. right? My adulting was disappointed, mm -hmm. right? My ability to like navigate ministry was disappointed. So it was a domino. It wasn't one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the crushing part. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so breaking that down with my therapist was like, oh. Yes. That's why I'm spiraling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't yeah, just yeah. like, a, oh, yeah. that trip didn't work out. Yeah, 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 for I sure. I had put so many coins in that bag. Mm. Whether I should have 
or not. Yeah, no, it, that's knows? what you did. No. That's what I did anyways. Listen. And so there's grace for it. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's just been kind of like undoing that, like deconstructing how I see Spain as now my future, you know, trying to rip that apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 you did it. You did a um, uh, uh, you, you said a word that that's a buzzword for many in your generation. I said it. You said it, right? I said it. But you didn't say it towards the church. No. You said it towards yourself. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there that for all the deconstructionists that are trying to pick apart what has been true and not true about the church should also consider deconstructing yourselves and picking apart what has been true and untrue about you. I didn't say it, Cammy did. <laughs> Just want everybody Put the blame on me. Did anybody hear what I heard? <laughs> Cammy said that. I didn't yeah, say that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. come up with that. Like, like you came back and you deconstructed you. Th- yeah. There was truth and 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 lies yeah. that you needed to separate mm-hmm. to to come back as a whole cami. Yeah. That's work. It hurts. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad you used the word. Yeah. Therapy hurts, man. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts good, but it hurts. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not for the faint of heart. Like the 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 reason why most people don't go to therapy is because rehabilitation hurts mm. more than the initial injury that transpired yeah so like if somebody pops their achilles right Oof, that happened to my brother right horrible that initial pain is like blaring right like oh my god like you, you know I, i've heard about these injuries and they they sound excruciatingly painful yeah. but the rehab is more painful than the initial injury that occurred yeah if you want to walk again like you did prior to, or play again, yeah. like you did prior to the injury, you're gonna have to subject yourself to 10 to 18 months Oof. of physical therapy. Yeah. And most people would rather learn to live with a limp than to get back to who they were prior to the injury. And the work you're doing is to get back to the cami you were prior to the trip to Spain. Can I stop you right there really quick? You can stop me whenever you want. (laughs) Hands up. I agree and disagree. Okay. Yes. Because the Bible says he makes all things new. Mm. And so I don't want to be the same cami I was before the trip. Girl, you better. Girl. Amen. He's renewing. And so I will be built upon that Mm because I can't just erase that. But I think that the new Cami that is going to come out of this is <laughs> is not the same. I now agree that was with you. Before. <laughs> there you go. I now agree with you. I love that. No, he does make all things new. Yeah. And um, I love that perspective because that gives that gives hope for the future. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful thing to look forward to. Like. You, you, with that in your mind, you're going, 
yeah, these therapy sessions are a part of what's going to make me new. Yeah. I'm not going backwards, I'm going forward. Yeah. That's a great perspective. I love it. Thank you for disagreeing with me. Of course. That was beautiful. <laughs> I Thank love you. it. And it was so polite. So I much different. Hey, so I was much raised by a Hispanic mother. <laughs> yeah, hey, so much different than the comment section. Oof. All of those with courageous thumbs. Courageous out, thumbs. Just out there, just bold, just <laughs> reckless. See him in person. They're like, hey, hi. Hey, Tim. Hey. hey, you doing okay, guy? It's so good to guy. see you. You're doing great on that podcast. I'm like, aren't Didn't you? you comment? Aren't you the one with the dummy account that was slicing and dicing with those thumbs? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't read them all. I just know they're out there. Oh, they're there. Tim, sure. one of my favorite comments that I constantly see is, this guy needs to read his Bible. <gasps> <laughs> is that what they say? They, bro, they don't even watch the video. They just have a pitchfork in the left hand and yeah. in the right, they're commenting a hate comment. <laughs> they do not like us. <laughs> oh, wow. This dude needs to read his Bible. Okay. That's what I do. You're like, that's what I do for a living. I, I, I do. Yeah. Um, you know, one day what we're going to have to do um, is uh, who does the uh, mean tweets? Is that is that um? It's uh, Fallon, isn't it? Or is it Kimmel? I think Kimmel. Kimmel, 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 Kimmel does the mean tweets, right? Don't yeah. people come on and they just read all their their mean response? Yeah, yeah the mean tweets. Yeah, yeah the mean tweets. Uh -huh. They read them. Let's get a few. Um, uh, I just want to read the. I just want to read the the. I just want to read the their comment, but let's not put who they are. Because I'm, I'm not giving. Why? No. <laughs> I won't give Butterfly 909 any shot. <laughs> <laughs> right, they got. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they got 14 followers, right? Zero posts. Zero posts. <laughs> no profile picture. <laughs> no profile picture. Just a silhouette of a gray man yes. <laughs> or a woman. And they are just launching on you, oh, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But I would love to read some of them. Um. Uh, that's interesting. Go read your Bible. I mean, I do. It's a good advice. It honestly. is great advice. I and I will continue. I will take that as advice. I won't even say they're hating. I'm just gonna continue to read my Bible. Um, Cammy, I I um, I applaud you for the work you're doing and for the the way that you're doing it. Thank you. Cause, cause, um, to be doing it at, at your age ensures that as you continue to grow into the person God has always created you and designed you to be, you're going to have this beautiful self-awareness that's going to allow you to, um, uh, Never be caught off guard, mm. right? Yeah. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna waste two years. Like I don't understand why I can't move forward. Yeah. Because like if you keep checking in with your therapist, you're gonna know quick. Yeah. Right. Stuff that you couldn't come to the conclusion of your own. Like you didn't hear it in a sermon. Like while this pastor was preaching, you weren't like, oh my god, that's exactly what's happening with me. <laughs> I'm disappointed because of what. No. Like you sat down with somebody. Yeah who is spirit-filled and has a degree in neuropsychology. Yes. It can kind of walk you through what happens in your neurosystem yeah. when disappointment happens, right? Yeah. 
Um, uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday about the fact that um, uh, we are the only uh, we are the only type of God's creatures um, that that has uh, amygdala and hippocampus and has all of these has like a memory bank for like pain Oof. right yeah um uh every every one of us has um fight flight freeze or fold these yeah. are like defense mechanisms right yeah. if somebody started shooting right now um we would all run <laughs> yeah. run duck roll if it's me, I'm shooting back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody get behind me. I'm about to start shooting. Right. You know what I mean? So thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, so, um, we have fight, flight, freeze or fold. Here's what's different between us and like Bambi. I'll use a deer for example, <laughs> a right? Deer. A deer is in the forest nibbling on some grass, right? Cougar comes out of nowhere to pounce on mm. Bambi, Bambi having ridiculous twitch fibers okay and massive jukes takes off yeah bing 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 right jukes cougar out of its tail and gets away 20 minutes later you know where you're gonna find bambi nibbling on some grass <laughs> bambi goes right back to nibbling on grass as if they didn't just get attacked by a cougar yep this is this is just their life. They don't hold it. Mm. 20 minutes later, they're not trying to nibble and, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, wow. That cougar, my, <laughs> right? Yeah. If that was us. We'd never <laughs> eat grass again. <laughs> right? We'd build a fortress yes. and grow our own grass within the fortress mm -hmm. because, man, one time a cougar came out, <laughs> tried to kill me. That's I bet so that won't true. happen again. Yeah. I'm building a fortress and a moat and I'm putting a drawbridge down and I'm going to make sure that I never get attacked by a cougar again. We're, you came back from Spain yeah. and this may have even been at a conscious, subconscious level. You were setting up the rest of your life to never be disappointed again. And think about it. It was not conscious. You didn't come back from Spain like, I'll never be, hear ye, hear ye. To all my family, saints, and friends, I, Cami Robledo, said it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, you did it. Mm. We'll never be disappointed again. I'm never going to do anything that's going to set me up for disappointment. So I'm not going on another missions trip because I'm not going to be disappointed. And I'm going to get my degree, but I'm not going to expect anything because I'm never going to be disappointed. That's all. That's all back there. Yeah. That's all back there. And if we don't have help pulling that out, we get trapped. Oh, yeah. We'll be absolutely trapped. I I'll never forget um, the big disappointment, disappointment for me in ministry was transitioning into a different season of my life and basically losing all the people that I grew up with in ministry. Mm, yeah. And the thought I had in the back of my mind, again, this was running at a subconscious level, was you're never going to have a church family again. Mm. 
Mm. I didn't know that until I went to therapy. That that the that the subconscious narrative that was uh, that 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 was that that was the rudder that was navigating my life. The subconscious narrative was I'll never have a church family again. I never said that out loud, but all of my actions and movements was being directed by that underlying narrative. Wow. And if you don't go find that. Yeah. And pull that out. Imagine, oh, I know this is going to be, oh, this is going to be so painful for some people to hear. Just say it. How, imagine how many people are married based on their subconscious narrative. I'm going to let that. Let's just drink our chai. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, you know what? Just let that, uh, let the warm spice of this uh, good old chai latte with oat milk just. Yes, that's it's a very good sip. It's delicious. Right? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it really is. How, how many people are in relationships based on their subconscious narrative? Probably a lot. Because this person mm. hurt me like that, I will only be with a person like this. Because this person did me like that, I will only be with a person like this. You make so many inner vows. You like strap yourself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You literally, that's a good word because I see everything in pictures. You, it's like putting on seatbelts mm-hmm. for safety. Yeah. But in reality, it's a straitjacket. I felt that thing. Oof. I wonder how many people in your generation are in a straitjacket. So many. And, th- and think about it, Cami. They're in a straitjacket based on a very limited amount of time hmm. with their experiences. Yeah. Whether it's with God or with life or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and it, it, it's not a... I hope it, that doesn't come across as a slight. No. I'm I'm 47. Yeah. I remember 21. I what I don't like about older people when they talk to younger people is they 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 act like they were never their age. Yeah. And so I just want to karate chop them in the throat, right? But I remember being 21 and just like having this very acute awareness that I know I don't know something I should know. Mm. <laughs> Like, I know I don't know something I should know. Something's missing. Right, something's missing. And I don't even know what question to ask to get the answer because I don't know what I don't know to know it. Yep. I know that probably sounds crazy. Makes sense. So so, so I, I'm just imagining how many people are 21, 22, 23 years old with inner vows and making decisions before their brains are even developed. Like, like psychology says your brain is not fully developed until 25. 25. Th- think about that. Your brain's not fully developed until 25. You get to drive a car at 16. You're considered legal at 18. You can get married at 18. Oh, gosh. By 21, you can drink all the things, smoke all the things mm-hmm. that are legal, right? Yes. <laughs> and um, this is all before your brain's developed, fully developed. I'm not talking about you're dumb until 25. 
I'm talking about your brain's not fully developed. It ain't out the oven. Yeah. <laughs> still cooking. It's still cooking mm-hmm. until 25. And prior to that time, you you can go live on your own. You can go get yes. a house. You can go get a job. You can go do all of this stuff prior to your brain being fully developed. And that's why you can talk to somebody in their late teens, early 20s that have made decisions that when you talk to them in their late 20s and early 30s, they would say, if I had it to do it all over again, I would have never. Hmm. Well, why are they saying that? Their brain wasn't fully developed. And everybody wants this dependent. This independence. Yeah. Because it's like, I want to do me. And you don't it's know like, how to do me. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Please, can you say it so that they won't come after me and tell me to read my Bible some more? <laughs> Maybe they'll tell you, you to read your Bible. You don't know how to do you. <laughs> you don't know how to do you yet. This is sponsored by a 21-year-old. Yes. Cammy. I don't know how to do me yet. Yeah. Like, you don't know how to do you. Yeah. You're learning. Yeah, absolutely. But then there's also this huge expectation. It's right. not just us. That's exactly, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like this expectation of, I have to have my life together. Once I graduate college, I have to get the perfect job and have the best apartment in the inner city and do all the stuff. I'm like, I'm like, we don't even know what we're doing out here. We chose our degree when we were 17. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, exactly. There may not that I admit that may not that was medium be a, rare brain like <laughs> medium <we> could, rare. <laughs> that wasn't well done. No, brain. it was not a well done brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's funny that you say that because I'm thinking about how many people, um, you know, um, uh, Gary V is like one of one of my dudes. Like I, I love Gary V, and Gary Gary I love his. I, I, he's this. He. He's raw. He's raw. He's blunt. Straight, straightforward. I yeah. love it. He, Gary V. Lowkey, is a better pastor than many pastors I know. Mm. I promise you. In terms of encouragement and straightforward truth, Gary V. is a better pastor than many pastors that I know, because he'll look a person straight in the eye and go, "Why are you doing that?" Like he, I'll, I'll put it another way. Gary V is a better disciple maker wow. than most pastors I know. <laughs> no, I can't say most pastors I know. The pastors I know are really good disciple makers. So let me, <laughs> let, me let me take that back. Let me take it back. Um, uh, there, he's a better disciple maker than many of the pastors that are out there. It's probably a better way than to say it because I don't know every pastor, right? That's true. Um, and and uh, uh. When you're in your 20s, that's the time to explore everything. Yeah. Like, you ain't supposed to have it all figured out. Mm-mm. Like, like you're not going to be 23 and have a Lambo in the front yard. <laughs> unless, you, unless you hit cryptocurrency or the lotto. Yeah. Or, or, or come up with, like, the next Facebook. You're going to have a job that's, like, regular degular. Yeah. And you're going to be on a budget yeah. and you're going to drive a bucket mm-hmm. and you can have all the dreams, goals and aspirations in the world. And you might also have roll down windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be like the only Gen Z yeah. <laughs> that found a car, a cash car for like $1,700 <laughs> that still has roll down windows. Right. Yep. And like and like only 40 percent freon so mm-hmm. it's blowing like semi-hot air yep. you know in your deodorants just like really bomb oh and, and you might work like three jobs yeah. like like that the 20s is when you're supposed to go like explore everything yeah. like go i'm gonna go try anything once 
I'm 21. I still live with my mama and my daddy. Yeah. I can afford to blow it. Yep. <laughs> right? I don't want to be in an apartment at 21 years old. And if I blow it, Broke. I got to get evicted <laughs> and then go back to my parents like, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to ask my parents, like, how long are you going to let me experiment? Oh, in a Hispanic household, I am living oh. with them until I get married. <laughs> it's Hispanic, just like that. Say Hispanic that. household is going to be four generations It's so deep. different, yeah. <laughs> Tia is over here. Yep. Yep. Tio is over there. Abuela, abuelo. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Abuela and abuelo over there. Like, yeah. like it's No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And and I, I, the pressure that's put on yeah. um, 20-year-olds, those that are in their 20s, yeah. is is massive yeah, and not just professionally but in ministry you girl you took the words out of my mouth <laughs> you beat me there like 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 we expect people like i i, I <laughs> uh, this person will remain nameless but um, okay. if he's listening he's gonna know it's him okay. and uh th- it's not bad he he's a good dude and i love him and he'll laugh at this he had to be this dude had to be maybe 19 Oof. tops tops he was 19 he was in my office. This is when I was a young adult pastor. So he's in my office, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm like, what? What are your plans? What do you? What do you? What are you thinking about doing?" And he's like, "Man, well, you know, um, I feel like uh, by the time I'm like 22, yeah, he had to be a teenager still." And he was like, "You know, um, by the time I'm like 22, uh, you, you know, I want to be a pastor." And then by the time I'm like 26 or 27, I want to, I'll be a bishop. And I just looked at him like, I'm sorry, what? You're going to do what? I said, you ain't going to do that. <laughs> right? Like th- this is, this, and this is the, that type of culture that would have been like, why are you speaking against my destiny? Oof. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Why, why, are you, why, 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 would you, why would you be coming against, you know, the plans that God has for my life? Like, you're speaking death and not life. I was, no, I was speaking facts. Yeah. You ain't going to be no bishop at 27. I'm telling you that right now. And you sure ain't going to be no pastor in th- four in years? years. <laughs> Bam. You, you would get eat up, eaten up and chewed out, chewed up and spit out. That's what I'm trying to say. This, this is, there's an unbearable amount of pressure yeah. for for someone your age to already know your per- God's full purpose and plan for your life. Oh, you got me started on that. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah, I um, came from a church that, oh, like I owe my very early years to just like, so they're the ones that taught me what worship was. They're the ones that taught me the love for the word, all this stuff. But a very big thing in that church was like, what is your purpose? You have to be able to write it out in one sentence. And I was like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I just got anxiety. And, oh, yes. By you saying that. Yes, exactly. Yes. And they're very well-meaning because their whole reason was like, we just want you to follow the will of God for your life. Amazing. Like, hey, I want to be in God's will. Of course. Like, I want to be obedient. Yeah. But I am the kind of person that I always have my hand in like a different thing. I love doing a lot of different things. And so yeah. it was like, so you go and tell me, I have to write this sentence down. And if my whole life does not like surmount to this sentence, I didn't fulfill God's purpose for my oh life. Oh my gosh. I was like, I can't do it. And to oh. this day, I have not written that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I never wrote it. Kudos to you. You yeah. were, Well, you weren't supposed to write it. No. Right? Because, because that's not how God writes upon us. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think there's also a difference between purpose and function. 
yeah. know, like the purpose of my life is yeah. to love the Lord yeah. and above all things yes. and love others. Yeah. And how I function in that is so different. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I could love the Lord, love others as a worship leader. Like yes. my degree. Yes. I can love the Lord and love others as a youth pastor. I can love the Lord and love others as a missionary. And it's like, that's purpose versus function. And yeah. my brother-in-law taught me that. So yeah. Shout out. Um, but I think that we get that mixed up so much. They're like, oh, I'm only in God's purpose if I am the youth pastor one day. Wow. What if he wants you to be in the homeless ministry? What if he wants you to be a dentist? Literally. What if, what if my kid wants to be an astronaut? Like evangelizing from space? You know, like who knows? Listen, if there's other life forms out yeah, there, they need I Jesus. literally saw a meme the other day that was like, listen, every baby isn't a prophet. Some of them want to be doctors. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I, you know, I, okay, so let's, let's deal with this, right? Yeah. This is, this is really good because every, every youth conference, because I'm 47 and I still get invited to do oh, yeah. youth conferences. I've like, been in many where you have been at. Well, thank you. So yes. great. Uh, I, you know, I just have, I feel like the older I get, the more anointing I have for a 15 year old. I just, I just love teenagers, but I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking back on all of the years that I heard growing up and have heard, uh, uh others like, you know, God has a purpose and a destiny for your life and you're going to change a generation. That sounds daunting. It's a big pressure. That's a lot of pressure, fam. Like, God's going to use you to shake a whole generation. Okay, can I get this law degree? Can I just go, can I go to law school, though? Like, yeah. can, can maybe I shake legislation, maybe? Ooh, can I, say that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, like, is it okay if I'm the principal of an independent school district? Yeah. Is, is it, if it's all right if I just shake this high school by just being a dope principal? Yeah. Right? Can I be a nurse mm -hmm. and maybe shake the generation in a hospital? The hospital room by taking their temperature. Like like we it it feels like we I think we're putting too much pressure on youth and young adults. I just don't think I just don't think I just don't find that pressure in the scripture. Mm. Like these people kind of stumbled into purpose. Like they were like, do, 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 do. And they were like, oh, snap. God wants to use me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like write it down on a piece of paper. Because what if you write something down that God's like, that ain't it. Yeah. You got your purpose down to a sentence. You wordsmithed it at a camp, right? You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all did a 30 day fast and, and, and you had to seek the face of Jesus and y'all yeah. saw feathers coming out of the air ducts and gold dust hit you on the nose Yeah. and you wrote down your sentence and Jesus looked down like, you ain't about to do none of that. All I, you, what you're going to do is be a mechanic and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to raise some godly kids mm. and your grandkid is going to be the one that's going to be the event. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what if you're Isaac? Ooh. So you don't know why to talk about Isaac. Because out of the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Abraham, he stepped out on faith. Father of faith, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Jacob, he multiplied. He's wrestled with God. Isaac? Man, I just. He laughed, at least. <laughs> I just chilled out and. 
married Rebecca, had some kids, and maintained the promise that God had. What if what if you're the what what if you're you're the intermediary? Yeah. And that's not less. That ain't then. less. And I here's why it's not less, because anytime God introduced himself to anybody in the Old Testament, he said, I am the God mm. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Roll call. Yeah. He didn't say, I'm the God of Abraham and Jacob. Yeah. You know those two that did the, the big the thing, stuff yeah. for me. <laughs> Isaac was so integral to the perpetuation of the promise. Wow. And we don't talk about Isaac nearly enough. Because everybody thinks their church about to be 40,000 people. And everybody thinks their Instagram account about to be a million. Oh, say that. And everybody thinks that their TikTok got the best, you know, proverb of all time. Yeah. I'm dropping wisdom. You should listen to it. Some of y'all ain't going to have more than 1,000 followers ever. Yeah. You can follow Gary Vee's formula. To, you can put content, you can follow Instagram's algorithm and put out a reel every two minutes. Yeah. You ain't going to ever have more than 5,000 followers. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Crushing dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adjusting expectations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if it feels like I'm crushing your dream, I'm not trying to. Hey, it's the basement. <laughs> this is the basement. Got to keep it real. It's true. Everybody ain't supposed to be out here like that. Yeah. Everybody can't take it, right? Yeah, because if you want that amount of influence, are you willing to pay? Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. You have to be willing to pay a, a, a really steep price. Yep, get the checkbook ready. For this. Satan's coming after you, fam. <laughs> yeah. This is a fight with spiritual darkness yep. in very high places. We are talking about demonic strongholds that could have you under your bed, curled up in the fetal position, sucking your thumb. Yeah. We are talking about demonic principalities that will have you going back to your childhood traumas faster than you can shake a stick at. And you don't sign up for this. No. You get called to it. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> like that's that's the side of the coin that um, this generation doesn't get. Like, not that they don't get it. They don't receive it from someone. No one's telling yeah. them, hey. You want to be so influential? Amazing. Like, that's that's great. Yeah. Are you called to do that? Like, is the Lord put that burden on your life? And are you willing to pay the price? Absolutely like, correct. Are you willing to be attacked on every yeah. single turn? Yes. Like, are you willing to lay down your life every single day? Yeah. Are you willing to fight? Like, yeah. it's the fight of your life. It is. And this summer, one of my close friends, she was saying, like, this is the fight of your life. It is. And... It's every day your cross. That's right. And when you have, when you're a person of influence, that's, that's no joke for the enemy. He's yeah. coming after you. And we don't, we don't get told that. We're like, it's going to be amazing. So many people are going to come to the Lord and like your life is just going to be in history books. You're going to be the next blank that's in a history book in a Bible school. You're going to do all this stuff. Hey, I'm not saying you can't, but do you know what these people had to pay? Let me tell you something. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going to live then you're going to die. In three generations, no one will remember your name. That's the cohort facts. Yeah. Your name's going to be written in the land book of life. That's all that matters. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A Acts chapter number, I think it's 
13. Um, yeah, I think it's 13. Uh, uh, y'all can check it. For, where's my Bible? Uh, get, just get it for me real quick. It's, it's in the, um, will you please get that Bible for me real quick? I said it like you had to do that. You didn't have to do that. If you open that main compartment, yeah, that one right there. I want to read it verbatim. Thank you so you much, You see, bro. he does read the Bible, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's here in yeah. person. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to just start putting it right there. That way people, you know, th they can find something else to say. They won't be able to say that no more. Well, they might say, well, he don't open it. Um, I'm almost certain it's Acts 13. Uh, Acts 13. Uh, 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 uh. Yep, yep, yep. It's very long. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is Acts 13. So Acts 13, um, Paul is talking to um, all these uh, Jewish people. And, of course, he's smart. He's, like, walking around with a doctor of divinity, giving people the business, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, but this is what he says, and it's uh, amazing. Uh, verse number 36. This is not a reference to David. I, I don't have to give you guys context to this, so I just want to read this part. This is not a reference to David. For after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. That's all you about to do. <laughs> you want a Bible verse? I know you got Jeremiah 29, 11 tatted on your chest, but I'm going to give you another one. <laughs> Acts 13, 36. <laughs> After, and he died. <laughs> after Tim did, after Tim Ross did all that God told him to do in his generation, he died. His body was buried and it decayed. It decayed. <laughs> it, that, that's what got me. And it decayed. Don't, you ain't going to escape. <laughs> it wasn't preserved because of, of the formaldehyde. No. It decayed. Mm -hmm. It went back to the dust it was created from. Oof. Like that's our, like if we just kept it that simple. Yeah then we wouldn't be worried about if we're the next T.D. Jakes. Facts. If you're the next Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm. If you're the next Billy Graham. Yep. You're not the next nothing. You're the first you. Ooh. Why are you robbing us of you trying to be them? Facts. That's never going to be replicated. You are never going to fill stadiums like Billy Graham did. That's what God called him, him. to do. Yeah. Right? Your Bible study group may not ever get over 14 people. Jesus is, was 12. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, we, like we, we have like th th this whole grandiose, like, oh, we, I can, yo, like, oh, if the gift I would want to give your generation is like the gift to like relax. Mm. Hey, we need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The gift to relax, like the gift to like, do stuff that you love because you love it as opposed to doing stuff that you like because you hope it gets likes. Oof. Like you posted it, but then you went back and checked on it for like 30 times, 30 times. Like, oh man, 998. Come on, come on. Give me a thousand. On that. Yeah. Give me a thousand. On that doing 
and like you just said something really interesting is how social media plays in all of it. Mm. We're the generation of knowledge is at our fingertips. It is. And it's scary. It is. Because we're expected like back to what we were talking about. We're expected to know everything because knowledge is at our fingertips. Right. All of it. Yeah. We're expected to have the answers for yeah. everything. We're expected to um, be that person that does the thing, you know, the yeah. big thing because we have all the resources in the world to do it. Yeah. And social media, Instagram did a study on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about that. Yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah. did a study for themselves. Yep. And they found that 13% of their users that are teenagers increase in anxiety and depression. Oh, absolutely. And they did the study on themselves to cover themselves. Yeah. They created the app. Okay, so 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 <laughs> th th such a such a dope insight. Um you, you said 13% of their 13% of uh, teenage users yeah. increase in anxiety and depression. Oh, absolutely. So I would say that that um, number is double for adults. Ooh. Because for the teenagers, that spike is because of comparison. Yeah. Right? I think for adults, that spike would go up because of unfulfilled expectations i expect it to be where that person is Ooh. why isn't it me i'm depressed wow i expected to do what that person is doing it's not happening for me so i'm depressed i can't tell you how many pastors i've had to, that i mentor and disciple mm -hmm. that i've had to tell to stop following certain ministries on social media Yikes. like i've literally had to go uh, they, they'll call me back we're doing this and we're doing that. We had Easter. We're doing this. We're doing that. And I did the series. Da, 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 da. I just feel, man, my team's not doing enough. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to cast a vision. And, and I'll ask them. I'll, I'll let them talk. And then I'll say, who's bothering you? Hmm. And they'll be like, who's bothering me? Nobody's bothering me. I mean, I got a couple people on the staff that, you know, is on my last nerve. And I got a couple of volunteers that <sighs> I, I wish I didn't have. And I'm like, no, no, no. Somebody's bothering you. I said, who are you following on Instagram right now? Hmm. And they get quiet. Uh, uh, well, I'm following so-and-so and so-and-so, so-and-so. And I'm, I see what they're doing, and I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be there too. Yeah. Like, I like, like, we got the same potential. If I could just get my team, unfollow them. Yeah. Huh? Unfollow them. They are bothering you. Yeah. You ain't them. They're not you. And until you can see you and be happy with what God is doing in and through you. Yeah. Without it being compared to what's going on with them. Don't follow them no more. Yeah. It's not good for you. It isn't. And so I, I, I'm like, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Because this is like, um, let's just let's just talk about the basement yeah. for a moment. This, we, did any of us expect what has happened? I didn't expect what has happened. Did I even want to do it? The answer is no. <laughs> I'm an introvert. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> Everything I've ever done is because God asked me. I don't have 
an ambitious bone in my body. Mm. I'm a support dude. I'm like, I want to help you be great. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted this format where we have people to come on because I want to hear what you're doing and I want to speak life into you and encourage you so you can go be great. You could wind up with like, wind up being a worship leader and with 25 million people following you and I would be so happy. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, Cammie was on the basement. <laughs> she got her start here. I don't need credit for nothing. He gets glory. I don't get credit. Mm. I know my role. I know my place. So he asked for this. He said, I want the, the same way you've always discipled people and mentored people privately. I now want you to talk like that publicly. Mm. It scared the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm about to get canceled. <laughs> For sure, I'm about to get canceled because I know how I talk to people privately. You do not want me to say that publicly because I'm about to get canceled, banned, barred, <laughs> everything, right? It's about to go down. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, don't invite him to preach no more, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. With that fear, mm. I did it anyway. Yeah. And as soon as I started, the enemy came after me. Mm. Like, big time. While I'm trying to rest, I was on my sabbatical month Ooh. when podcast launched and all that kind of stuff. And the enemy came after me and tried to flame me. Wow. Right? It, this is spiritual warfare. Oh. Right? Yeah. And the warfare is not against the comment section. I'm going to let that marinate right there. I'm going to say that and I'm going to let that breathe for a minute. The warfare is not against the comment section. Yeah. The comments, you know, them don't you don't read your Bible. That, that ain't warfare. That's a comment. People have a right to the comment section or else we would turn the comments off. Yeah. I think there's a feature where you can turn the comments off. I don't manage my social media. Clearly, <laughs> these guys manage my social media. So we can turn all the comments off if that if we didn't if we didn't want to hear no feedback at all, we could turn everything off. We don't yeah. do that. And we don't go play whack-a-mole with people's negative comments. If you don't like it, you don't have to like it. Yeah. And that's your opinion and, and that's not that's not my business. That, that's yeah. actually not my business. Um uh but I'm talking about I was in a demonic attack. Yeah. Been there. I didn't read nothing. None of the comments in the enemy was in my ear trying to tell me, if you don't stop this, I'll kill you and everybody you love. Mm. That's literally what he said to me when we started this podcast. So the response that the podcast has gotten and the re God's responsible for that. We didn't, oh, yeah. we didn't, we didn't go figure out what's the algorithm to make our clips pop off. Yeah. How do we get a following on YouTube? Like, we, we didn't get together and go, hey, what kind of podcasts are out there in the Christian space? And let's see what their people are not doing, and then let's try to fit in. Yeah, no. God said, I want the basement. Hey, strategy is obedience. That's the greatest strategy you'll ever have is obedience. Always. <laughs> it's better than sacrifice. And, and, and the results are God's business. Yeah. It's not my business how yeah. many people follow, watch, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, yeah. unfollow, yeah. get mad, get happy. That yeah. ain't none of my business. My business is to do what I feel like he's called me to do. And if I make a mistake, I'll apologize. Yeah. I'm not about that. That's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not out here like I'm an expert on something. I'm just out here telling you what I've done in the 26 years we've been doing it. Yeah. But Cammie, if, if, if we could get people your age to go so it's not on me yeah i don't have to have it all figured out 
I can relax. I want to do graphics right now. Yeah. I know you gave me a prophetic word when I was 17 that I was going to be a prophet to the nations. But can I at least do these graphics right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, please. Yes. Yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like yes. if that's going to come, it's not going to be because I went to like three prophetic conferences uh-uh. and started calling myself a prophetess. <laughs> that's creepy. Like I, get I know. That's no. Hey, I, I get it. And like that's creepy. Cool testimony thing from from my life is um, when my mom was pregnant with me, uh, my parents immigrated from Colombia and they were in Miami and she, her pregnancy with me was like the worst of them. I like had her bedridden, like really, really bad, could not get up all this stuff. She went to the hospital and I think she was about to give birth, but she was just struggling and she was out in like the lobby and this, it was either a security guard or a janitor. It wasn't a doctor, like nothing like medical came up to her, this old African-American lady, and just talked to my mom in English. And my mom was barely understanding English, but she caught it. She she was like, don't worry, the pain's gonna be okay. Like your daughter's gonna be a blessing to the nations. This woman didn't know my mom was having a girl. This woman didn't know like all this stuff. And oh, I I will never live that down. Like my mom talks about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, anytime I do this, she's like, remember that old lady from the hospital in Kendall, Florida that told me that you were gonna be a blessing to the nations and like all this stuff, but it, an expectation on me, you know? It put this like kind of weight that was like, oh, I, I need to do the great thing. I need to do all this stuff. And hey, this last this last summer, I'm like, you know what, God? <laughs> if all I do is cry in your presence, mm. Mm. if oh, I get emotional, if all I do is lay down my life every day just to know you more and to love those around me, I don't have to get on planes. I don't have to be on stages. And I think that a lot of people can't say that because they have this false reality, false expectation of what their reality should be yeah. because of a word spoken over them. Yeah. Is it is that word not true now? No. But it doesn't look like what we always thought it would. <sighs> Cammy, you, you, oh, you hit on something that is profound and that is you can hear what God said and not know what he means Mm. we can get a word from God and we can hear it but that doesn't equate to us knowing what it means Mm. i'll give you bible (laughs) abraham and sarah were told they were gonna have a child they heard what he said they didn't know what he meant wow and so after waiting for several years They were like, you know what I think he means? (laughs) I think he means, this was Sarah's idea. Yeah. Not Abraham's. I think what God means is, I have a servant girl 
that we got from Egypt. Yeah. Based on one of your lies. We won't talk about that. And I think maybe if you all have sex and you give her a baby, that that's the, that's how God meet. That's what you that's mean. God of me because look how old I am. <laughs> I ain't having no kids. So this gotta be what he meant. Yeah. And so they have Ishmael. And God's up there like, that is not what I meant. <laughs> well. I did not mean that. <laughs> I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> you literally misunderstood the assignment. Yes. I literally meant that when you are 99, Abram, and Sarah's 89, y'all going to have a baby. Just because you heard it doesn't mean you know what he meant. Yeah. I'll tell you this crazy story um, that will blow your mind. This is this is a practical thing that happened in my life. Okay. I'm ready. So so um, I, I moved here in '97 and uh, uh, joined the Potter's House, and I was there for 13 and a half years. Right. So uh, I saw I, I laid eyes on this young lady one day. And uh, the Holy Spirit said, that's your wife. I heard him say, that is your wife. I'm like, word. Right? So I get a word from the Lord, I go. Right? So um, I. I'm scared about where this is going. <laughs> yo, yo, this is, yo, this is, this is, this is, this is serious. So, so, so I introduced myself to her the whole night, right? And we start talking. We developed this relationship. And I find out in the course of us developing this relationship, she's 13 years older than me. And I'm like, I don't care. This is the Lord. It don't even matter. You know what I mean? And she's like, I'm feeling you, but you're kind of a kid. Right? So, you know, this relationship is developing. Anyway. It didn't get into like the fact that we were like dating and like anything like big like that, but we got very, very close. And and this was all in 1997. So this is between like July and the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Well, at the end of the year, uh, Bishop Jake's priest, uh, pe preached this message called leave lot alone. And it was, it was, that's, uh, that's Genesis 13. Um, Ooh, these, these, all these people that said that I don't read my Bible, they, they're really even, getting the references today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, clap back at them. But this is, like, that day <laughs> to let them know that I, your boy got it in him. So, so Gen in Genesis 13 is when um, Lot and Abram separate. Okay. So, he preaches this message on watch night. That's, like, in the African-American culture. Yeah. You have a, uh, I don't know if it's like this in Hispanic culture, but you actually have a service on New Year's Eve. And you count down the service, right? So, um uh he preaches his message leave lot alone and blah 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 blah. so anyway again it wasn't like we were dating we had this like relationship that that was public but she ended the relationship i clearly was locked right and i'm like thanks bishop you know what i mean I hate that sermon you know what i yeah. mean but but like our relationship ended right so and, and i'm like broken up over it right for for uh, a, a couple of weeks um and uh, in February, so that was all 97. In February of 90, no, 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 no. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me calm down. Yeah, so in January, I'm broken up over it. And the Holy Spirit said, Tim, 
I never said that was your wife. And I said, yes, you did. He was like, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you do. You said <laughs> that is your wife. That's the only reason why I went after her. And, and then now we're not even together no more. And it's your fault. Again, like, right? Like it's you went fault. to Spain. Uh -huh. It's your fault, man. Yeah. Right? And, and he's like, I never said that was your wife. I'm like, you did say it. You said it. It's the only reason why I went after you. You said that was your wife. Ooh. He was like, you heard what I said. You did not understand what I meant. Ooh. Are you ready for what he hit me with and how he hit me? You ever been hanging out with your friends or family and then you meet somebody and inevitably, inevitably you, you say something to the effect of, don't they remind you of, um, ain't they just like so-and-so? Don't, don't, don't they act just like, yeah. like you act just like my dad or you, you act just like my sister or you act just like my best friend, Tina, or yeah. whoever it is, right? The Holy Spirit said, when I told you that was your wife, I was trying to tell you that's exactly how she's going to be. Yikes. That was in January of 98. Guess who I laid eyes on in February of 98? Juliet. Juliet. How about Juliet was the same height, almost same skin tone, and same exact personality. And when I laid eyes on her, the Holy Spirit said, that is your wife. And you went, hold up, let me, let me make sure I'm understanding <laughs> you this time. <laughs> Don't play with my I emotions twice. Don't play with my emotions <laughs> twice, fam. Right? You for know real. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's who I've been with for the last 23 years. Wow. We got, we, uh, I laid eyes on her in February of 98. I said hi to her April of 98. I told her I liked her in May of 98. Told her I was in love with her June of 98. We got, we, we, we got, I proposed to her July of 98. We got married May 1st of 99. Uh-huh. I've been with her 23 years. Wow. And so from that day to this, when the Lord says something, I'm like, I don't know what you mean yet. But so I start saying, and and it helped me to throw away the God card. Yeah. Hey. God said. Wow. Now it's, I feel like God is saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like the Lord uh, um, is saying this. Uh, uh, Jesus says, and I think John chapter... I think it's John chapter number six. Um, uh, wisdom is proven to be right by its results. Mm. Right. So a lot of times I don't say God did something until after the fact. And then I know that was really God. Yeah. I don't say it up front. I'll be like, I feel like the Lord is leading me this way. I feel like the Lord is doing this. Da, da, da. And then when it happens and I'm like, that was definitely God. Because yeah. sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's me and I just want God to co-sign. Right. So I say I feel like it because I don't know if this is Tim's feelings right now. Yeah. I don't know if this is me being eager or or zealous or whatever. So you got to let that marinate a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? So I think that something um, I'm in student ministry and I have a lot of like youngins around me. Not youngins. They're like a few years younger. <laughs> I love me. it. I love it. Um, the 20 year old, the 21 year old. I got some youngins. Youngins. They're like 17. Got some young disciples yeah. up um, in here. <laughs> and a big thing is like, how do I know I'm hearing God? You know, like it's, it's one of the first questions they have, like, how do I know I'm hearing God? Mm -hmm. Because they want it to be this like immediate heavens split open, you know, like this word right here and like instant confirmation and instant. And so how do you navigate kind of, cause sometimes you know, like, oh, he's saying this, but yeah. you don't understand. Yeah, for sure. And so how do you not jump the gun? Yeah, absolutely. And, 
especially teaching that to younger people because even me sometimes i jump the gun yeah on things that i thought the lord said yeah absolutely and then what happens i blame him right when i'm the one that got it wrong absolutely so. well 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 for me and i'm not saying everybody's personality is like this or wired this way but i'm a verbal processor yeah so the the the, the more i talk about it the more clarifying it becomes yeah. you know what i mean the more crystallized it becomes and so one of the things that i would say is that one of the things I've looked for when I have uh, these uh, God moments and I feel like I'm hearing the Lord is I look for what I call divine echoes. Okay. I'm going to share it with some people that I trust and love independent of each other and see what their feedback is. Yeah. And every time I've done that, if it's really a God moment, they all come back with the same exact feedback. Mm, that's good independent of each other yeah right you know what i mean so i would have called my mentor uh, uh uh jerome lewis in delaware and say hey here's what i'm thinking about yeah and then i'll call my twin brother preston and i'll be like here's what i'm thinking about then i'll call uh pastor robert and i'll be like here's what i'm thinking about yeah and then i'll talk to my best friend Corey and be like here's what i'm thinking about yeah and and in the amalgamation of all of that everybody comes back like no and the this is the Lord. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. You should, you should definitely be doing this. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well then I guess I heard from the Lord. And yeah. of course, agree agreement with my wife. Yeah. When you're single, you get, you get agreement from the people that like you trust as spiritual overseers and guardians of your life. Right. So it yeah. might be your parents. It might be your pastors. It might be, um, uh, your friends, but it, but it has to be people that you trust that actually hear from the Lord. Yeah. It can't be people that just ride and die for you. Yeah. People that are ride or die for you would just get you in big trouble. Yeah. Right. So, uh, my my initial inclination always is to verbally process it, okay, and then share it with people that I trust and bounce it off of them. And and they'll they might be like, you know what? Let's just continue to pray about it. Yeah. And let's continue talking about it. And or or they might be like, you know, I'm kind of unclear on like what that is. And sometimes sometimes the answers come quick, and sometimes they take months yeah we're impatient <laughs> we want to know everything now oh yeah yeah Always. and that's not that's not how this works yeah yeah that's not how this works Th which is why it's completely I, we should just start a, a campaign to stop like we can't stop speaking into the life of the next generation but we can stop giving them anxiety by telling them that they're going to change them. oh my gosh please yes <laughs> So I'm a wordsmith. I take words very, very literally, like yes. to the, to my own, uh, to my own chagrin sometimes because because I'm such a literal person and the words I see pictures every time I see words yeah. like we talked about the seatbelts and the straight jackets yeah. like I saw that right so like if my mom my mother-in-law or my or my, my my wife will say hey I'm about to run to the store real quick I'm like take the car. <laughs> Right. And they get so mad. But like I literally see them run into the store and I'm like, why would you do that? It's hot outside. Yeah. And we don't have a place within walking distance, let oh, alone yeah. running distance. So like take the car. Right. But but what I've what I've tried to do to lessen the anxiety is, is tell people. You may not be called to change the world. Yeah. But you can change the world around you. Yeah. Right. I have a I have a company called Upset the World. I, I feel like that's my personal mandate to upset the world. Yeah. 
Um, I, I feel like he had to give me a bit a, a vision big enough that I could never accomplish in my lifetime. Yeah. That way I could always go after it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? How do you mm-hmm. eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Yeah. With that said, though, like I can change the world around me every single day. Yeah. Like that I can do. And so if we got people to just to get focused on like, oh, I can I can change my circle of influence. Yeah. It may not be any bigger than my neighborhood or my school or whoever follows me on social media, but I'm doing this genuinely because I feel like I can bring Jesus's light into a spot of darkness. Yeah. That's enough. That That is, but they're not told that. They're not told that. That is enough. That is enough. enough. That is <laughs> yes. enough. Oh man, like I want, like we gotta tell, how do we tell youth pastors to calm down? Hey, um, can y'all just chill? <laughs> yeah, like we just tell uh, them right now. Hey, hey, um, hey, can you, can you stop giving your youth group anxiety? Honestly, that's actually so they're, funny. They're, they're like can preaching. You stop ser- giving your youth group anxiety. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know what? I'm, we're preaching against anxiety and low self esteem. You're you're probably contributing to it. Yikes. Because you're, you're trying to make this dude a pastor. He's 17 and horny. <laughs> Literally, yes. This dude is 17 and horny, and you're trying to make him the pastor of purity. <laughs> That's so funny. This dude's hormones are raging. Yeah. And he's charismatic. Yes. It doesn't mean he's about to be the next apostle. Like, we got to protect these babies. Yeah. And so my question then is, I think that in youth groups, like, and in youth conferences. This is is rich right here. (laughs) And in youth conferences, a lot of the times the uh, vision for them is like, let's fire them up. You know, like, let's get them to where they can conquer the world. Amazing. Yeah. Will it cause some anxiety for some? Yes. Absolutely. So do you think there's been a lack of youth pastors that actually disciple their flock? Oh, for sure. With the word instead of just hyping them up with an expectation of their life. I'm so glad you said this. I'm so (laughs) glad you said this. Safety's off. We're in the basement. Oh. Don't hold your breath. Let's go. Buckled up. Do you know I decline the majority of uh, youth conferences in America? Wow. I'll readily jump on a plane to Australia in a minute for a youth conference filled with teenagers. I'll do it for the UK in a heartbeat. I'll do it for Singapore in a heartbeat. I'll do it for Malaysia in a heartbeat. I'll do it for South America in a heartbeat. Very rarely do I do it in America. Now, obviously, every what I'm about to say does not apply to any everybody that's sent me an invitation yeah. and or every youth conference that's out here. But the majority of, here's why I stopped uh, being interested in youth conferences out here unless I have a personal relationship or somebody close to me has a personal relationship with the movement uh, because um, they they have like a $250,000 budget. They get the biggest band, dopest rap group, and they get these who's who speakers. For yeah. some reason, I'm still relevant in some way. And um, uh, they, they bring us in to light them up, right? Come on, preach to them and get them and all that kind of stuff. And then for the rest of the year, they feed them pizza 
let them play games and preach to them for 20 minutes. And it pisses me off. So you brought us in to, to, to throw flames on a fire that you won't stoke for the rest of the year. The freaking embers are out before they get back home. Wow. They're full of pizza, full of games, and your 20-minute nugget because, well, you can't preach them too long. They don't have a good attention span. You know how long they scroll through Instagram? They binge a Netflix series in one they, night. They'll, they'll binge Game of Thrones. And you mean to tell me you don't have a word longer than 22 minutes? Because, you know, you just want to get the right. Don't want to bore them and get your weight up. Yeah. Feed them the word of God. I'm glad they get pizza, but they better get the word. You're supposed to be making disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not, not a fan club. Mm. Just want them to have community. Community at the expense of discipleship? You know how many teenagers having sex with each other at the youth group? Say that. You know how many DMs got penis pics in the youth groups? You know how many nipples is being passed around on Snapchat in the youth group? During service? During service! <laughs> Turn off your airdrop, guys. Turn off your airdrop, it's, please. It's dangerous out here. It's dangerous out here in these streets. That unprotected airdrop will have uh -huh. you have you seeing stuff you... You'll be 50 years old still seeing that airdrop. Be like, I saw an airdrop and I'm 17 and it's still in my spirit. I'm telling you, it's real out here in these streets. It's real. And, and we're not, and, and, so, and so I'm not interested in coming to light a fire that you won't keep going Let's go. after we leave. Because when I come, I come to bring that work. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. talk to teen. The last time I preached at the Gateway Student Conference, I preached on circumcision. Oh, I was about to say, I was in that room. I was there. <laughs> I preached Joshua chapter number five <laughs> about there. circumcision. Mm -hmm. Did I run a huge risk talking about circumcised penises to a bunch of teenagers? Yes. Was I running a huge risk knowing how many people have been exposed to porn, both male and female? Talking about circumcised penises at a youth group. Yep. Absolutely. Was I going to obey what the Holy Spirit told me to preach? Absolutely. Did that altar call lie? Absolutely not. Mm -mm. This is what I'm about. Let's preach that book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's in the book. It's in the book. Give it to them. And I'm telling yeah. you, they can handle it. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't think they can, but they can. They can handle it. They're getting so much more. They're get oh from my the world. god! That's why I wasn't gonna, you know, t call it something it wasn't, and, and you know, you know, the private parts. No, it's a penis, man. <laughs> and it's been circumcised. The foreskin yeah. has been cut off. This is what we're talking about. I, I refuse to allow the world to pervert language that was given to us in Scripture. Wow. Jesus made penises and vaginas, not Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it like, oh, oh yeah, oh, you don't want to use the words. And da -da -da. That's yep. what it's called, man. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So, so I, as you can tell, I get stirred up. Oh, we love it. Talking about this kind of <laughs> stuff. Because so, so I, I, I want youth pastors and young adult pastors to like give people truth. Give yeah. your young people truth. 
you're not the arbitrator if they can handle it or not. Ask the Holy Spirit to exactly. break past all that. But exactly. this whole formulaic thing of like game time, food time, and then like this 20-minute word. When we, when I was a young adult pastor, I was a young adult pastor for four years. We went from zero to 750. Wow. That was our watermark, right? Wow. Our, our average on a Friday night. Friday. On a Friday night in Dallas, Texas was okay. about 550 people. Wow. Jay-Z and Beyonce could have had an open-air free concert across the street in the parking lot. We would have still had 500 people wow. rocking up that night. It's amazing. And, and the other young adult pastors in the neighborhood that would come, uh, uh, they were, here's why they would come. They were curious. How are you preaching an hour? <gasps> wow. I used to cook them with that book for an hour. 50, 45 to a, an hour and 10 minutes is how long I taught on Friday nights. Wow. And nobody left. It grew. These were the most, I wanted to get a bump, bumper sticker that said, my young adults could beat up your young adults. <laughs> because if nothing else, I knew that they, their biblical IQ was high. And that's so important. I mean, something that you have said that I remember is when you get asked, like, what's your opinion on blank? And you're like, I don't, I don't, why would I have an opinion if the Bible says it? But what's, what hurts me, and I've been in that position, is I'll be asked something, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know what the Bible says about that. Hold up. Right. Hold up. We like, need to know what it and says. And we need to know. We need to but know the thing is, says. we're not studying it. Right. We're not being taught it in right. youth groups and young yeah. adults. Um, I'm grateful that where I am, I am. Yes, But absolutely. a lot of people are no. not. And so we're bombarded with questions left and right that we need to have an opinion for. Right. And... We don't even know what the Bible says about exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And no one's making the effort to tell us what the Bible says That's about exactly it. Right. That's exactly right. They're, they're, so, so you said something that, that, oh, this is, oh, man, this is so good. Cammy. I'm so glad you're here. So, so here, here's what I just thought about. We, we, are, we are at the expense of discipleship trying to convince people about a purpose and a plan that you can't even give them. God has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life. He's going to use you to shake a generation. He's going to use you to turn the world upside down. And it's like, but if I don't disciple you, you'll never do it. No. And I have no idea. You're 15 right now. Yes, you know how to stand up in front of, you know, your peers. And you, you're, you have a charismatic, you know, yeah. personality. personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in 12 years, you may be. A doctor. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm so grateful I let you do the exhortation and I let you do like a seven minute preaching thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you might just be a doctor. Yeah. Right. How, how many how many college athletes make it to the pros? Hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they were ballers. Right. Like this guy averaged 15 points a game and 12 rebounds. And. All every round of the NBA draft went by and nobody picked this person up. <laughs> so then they walked on to a couple of teams and got a couple of, you know, uh, uh, invites back yeah. and nothing turned out. And they're like, so glad I got that accounting degree. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go start my career. Right. Yeah. So 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 college athletes. 90 percent, 90, uh, this is an arbitrary number, but I'm, I'm sure it's got to be in the 90 percentile. 
90 something percent of them never make it to the pros. No. 90% of the people that are doing stuff in church will ever be in full-time ministry. Yeah. So if we don't start calibrating them for the real world, we're, we're going to have people in their 30s. <laughs> Having no idea what they're doing with their Literally, lives. like, all I've ever was taught that is I was going to shake a generation. Now I'm 30. It must have been me. Mm. It must have been me. Wow. I, I probably did the wrong thing. Wow. So dear pastors and youth pastors and young adult pastors, please, please stop giving your, your, uh, your youth groups anxiety. Please stop giving your young adults anxiety as if they don't have enough pressure. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, like no, speak into the future, but like calibrate their future. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably going to, you're probably going to be like a really good employee at like Wells Fargo. And you're going to get married and have some godly kids. You're going to raise them right. And and, and it could be that you're, you're not Abraham and you're not Jacob. You're Isaac. Yeah. You're just supposed to faithfully carry the message and securely hand it to the next generation. Cammy, <laughs> you took us all over the place, girl. This was so good. That was awesome. How you feel? I feel great. This was Gosh, awesome. I feel great. Like I'm stirred up. Like now, I want to do like a boot camp for like <laughs> youth pastors and young adult pastors. Just go knocking on some church yeah, doors. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, hey, man, I know. Listen this up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up. Uh, I'm kind of. I'm gonna need you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop what? Probably everything. Yeah. yeah let's, let's start just, over. Yeah, let's just start over. Yeah. Maybe let's disciple these kids. Give them the word. That way, no matter where they go, they'll be ready for whatever. Oh, yeah. As opposed to living with this disappointment of, man, I thought I was going to change the world. and We haven't even equipped them to change themselves. <laughs> Girl, you you trying to get 15 more minutes out of us. <laughs> You're trying to, you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you're trying to, you're trying to get like a, a whole nother hour out of no. But think about it, we're not equipping them to 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 change themselves. How are they gonna change the world? Yeah, they can't even stop watching porn. How are they changing the world? Say that. They can't stop masturbating. How are they changing the world? Yeah. They can't stop popping pills. How are they changing the world? Yeah. Hmm. How? Right. Yeah. We're not giving them like the tools they need for their own walk. Yeah. <laughs> and we're expecting them to lead others like blind lady the blind oh my gosh man this is we got to do better oh man I'm, I'm like really stirred up okay all right we're gonna stop all right let's stop we're gonna stop Sounds this is good. this is gold right here this is gold right here for everybody that don't think i read my bible he brought it today <laughs> i read my bible it's all it's all worn and tatted up it's got colors in it and stuff from where i post -its. mark it it's got post-its yep. Yep, from where I am right now. Oh, where's that orange right there? I don't even know what that is. Oh, look at that. That's all orange. And if it's if it's that type of orange, that means God said it. Oh. And that's in Second Kings. So I'd be going through the whole thing. When was the last time you were in Second Kings? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs>
Hey, I love y'all so much. Thank y'all. Basement Dwellers, salute. Can we give it up? Let's give it up for Cammie. Thank you. Cammie! <laughs> Came! Thank I love you, you girl. I'm I so proud you. of you. I cannot wait to see how you just blossom in this season. Thank yeah. you for loving yourself enough and investing in yourself enough to get therapy. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be praying for you and over you that um, the trauma of your past disappointments do not hinder mm. the destiny that God has for your future. Mm, I receive it. I love you very much. I love you too. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. All right. Me. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.